This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. I'm here and I'm queer. Not not like here, but as in like here, as in like on my head, that kind of here. My name is Alex or Volpez. I use they, ze, fox and void pronouns and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you listened to the last episode. On this week's episode, I'm going to talk a bit about queerness and hair on my head, also not on my head. There's lots of hair. We're all covered in hair and society tells us different things to do with our hair. And sometimes we want to do those things and sometimes we don't and sometimes it's complicated because of gender stuff. It's a fun time. I'm mainly going to be talking about my journey with hair because that's the main thing I can speak to, but I I can talk about some things in general too. I mean, society emits upon us all. Um, That's kind of how society works in the moment, which is unfortunate, but we can uh, rail against it. Rail is probably not the best choice of words there, but, you know, that's the word I have at the moment, that we can rail against it, we can do what we want, but it, it takes time to get out of the idea of what society wants you to do. And for a lot of people, they don't, and that's okay. Um, but I, I'm getting, I'm getting hated myself. <laughs> so I um, am going to talk about my hair, my journey with it. Mostly my head hair, but also some body hair. Mainly, mainly head hair, because that's the main thing that I care about in terms of my me. Um, but other people care about different parts of their hair, um, and that's cool too. Anyway. <laughs> So, my hair and my queerness have been pretty closely linked for pretty much the entire time I've known I've been queer. Um, So, in year nine, so 2016, um, that's like towards the start of the year, maybe around April-ish, that's when I realized that I was, um, I went by gay at the time. and I had also done dance um, from when I was five years old, um, so a very long time, ten years, um, by the time that I stopped, which is a lot of years. And for dance, of course, you had to have your hair long um, to be able to put it in all the hairstyles you needed for exams and for dance shows. I love the dance shows. Dance shows were amazing. So good. That's the only part I liked about doing it because, oh, dance is so bad for body image and especially for a perfectionist who also doesn't practice things. Um, it just wasn't a good atmosphere for me, but, um, you know, that's the case for a lot of people who do dance. So I am not alone in those, um, in, in that having dance bad times. Um, I like dance, but anyway, I'm off topic. Hair. Um, I had to have long hair for that. And at the end of 2016, I stopped doing dance. Um, and I cut my hair. It was very long at that point. Um, not, not, not super long, but you know, long if I was to have it now. My hair is quite short now. <laughs> um, so it was like sort of midway down my back, like shoulder, like 
shoulder blade length, I guess, maybe, maybe longer, doesn't matter, for my entire life, basically. I had always had it long, um, and because that's just what I did, and I didn't really care that much about my hair. I just brushed it, it was a middle part, straight hair, just kept it natural for a very long time, didn't do anything, was mostly a nuisance. Um, it was just a thing about me. Not something I really cared about much, other than keeping it brushed. But at the end of year nine, um, which is when I cut it, um, I uh, during the dance show, actually, there was um, this one dancer called Hannah, um, and she? They? I'm going to say they, because I don't know their pronouns. Um, they had really short hair, and I thought they were really cool. And they were a dancer to it, one of the senior dancers. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, that's rad. Um, and they look super cool, like very gender. Um, which, of course, I wasn't saying at the time because I didn't <laughs> have anything to do with that then. Um, I mean, obviously, I like knew gender stuff. I was part of the community because um, I, when I, basically from when I realized I was queer, I was like, time to look at everything about this, um, and, you know, started my learning about that, um, but I cut my hair short when I finished dance, um, and that was <laughs> the catalyst, I guess, I started a whole, a whole thing, um, and so <laughs> I, I was actually, um, quite concerned at the time, um, that people would see me and be like, oh, they're the gay or lesbian stereotype, AFAB queer stereotype, like having short hair because they're gay. Like, and I, I don't know, I don't want to like add to the stereotype because um, that, that would be bad. And, you know, I, I'm trying to like go against that. But then also this is what I want. Um, so anyway, I ended up doing it because um, I was just like, well, I'm gay so I can do the stereotype, and it's not, like, cultural appropriation because it's my culture. Um, and also, sometimes things are a stereotype for a reason. However, of course, there are so many femme queer people, uh, AFAB queer people, and they're great too. Everyone with all hair, however they want it, is great. But for me, I wanted short hair. And that was a whole... Oh, oh that started a lot of things. <laughs> um, so it was a very very middle-aged woman pixie cut um to start with it was quite feminine um yeah I liked it at the time because it was more masculine than what I had before um which to be honest I should have like should have realized at that point something was going on but you know I did not um and then we just continued on um and I liked it a lot um and then each time I went to the hairdresser, I kind of got it cut a bit shorter and a bit more masculine. And in, oh god, about yeah, April-ish, March through June, I, d I don't know when, the first half of 2017, so to year 10 for me, um, is when I started questioning my gender and was like, hmm, I might be non-binary. <laughs> Um, and it was it was a whole questioning thing. I've talked about it before, but like you know, if you want to 
it's probably in the very first episode, actually. It's called, like, So It Begins, but it might be in a different one. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I, I cut it shorter and more masculine. I, I really liked it. And um, this also coincided with wearing more, um, what I thought at the time, were more masculine clothes. Uh, my style has evolved since. Um, but I still have the pants for that, at least. I don't think I have the shirt anymore because it was a long sleeve shirt and I don't like long sleeve shirts because you can't take them off if you get too hot um, but that's a whole separate thing <laughs> um, and so now I would like to read you a post from the 11th of October 2017 that I made on a Tumblr blog I had at the time which was called I believe my gender journey yep um, and this post is in fact called here um, and so I feel like it is relevant so, um, be prepared for, um, 2017 writing. Oh, no, this actually says October 18th. Anyway, still October. Here we go. <laughs> so, hair. Ugh, my hair is so long at the moment. Well, okay, it's not, like, down to my butt or anything, but it's long for me, okay, let me live. So I normally have a short bit of hair on top and shaved all around, which makes me feel really mask, which I like. But my shave grows out super quick. Brackets. Ugh. And now the top bit is long and so are the sides, so it makes me look super feminine, the way Emma Watson's short hair makes her look even more feminine. And I hate that. Like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, this is not me. And mum won't take me to get my hair cut because it's only been a few weeks and it's not even that long and they're expensive. But, like, it makes me feel really bad gender-wise, and I guess that means dysphoric? Aside from that, it just looks bad. Side note, when the sides of my hair grow out, it yeah, <laughs> this is still the case. I still have pretty much the same haircut. Um, <laughs> back to the post. So I first cut my hair short after 14 years of having it long in December of last year. I got it cut to a classic pixie cut. Nothing special. I really liked it then. It felt super weird not having a whole bunch of hair and not being able to tie it up, etc. But I liked it. Every time I went to the hairdressers after that, I got it cut even shorter. Much to the hairdresser's amusement. The same one each time. I got it even shorter and loved it. Then I saw Jen from BuzzFeed's hair and was like, I want that. So I got it shaved and I loved that. This side, no, this is shaved on the sides. Um, I'd just been getting it cut on the sides before, but then this was shaved on the sides. I felt super masculine, but not. But I'm not sure if that was because I wanted to be a guy or because I wanted to look masculine and confuse people or just because I liked it. But regardless, I love my hair shaved and I hate having it this long. Sad face. Um, and yeah, that basically <laughs> um, sums up what I was feeling then. And also, kind of now, I mean, like, I like looking more masculine. Um, but I also, like, have a lot of things with um, presentation and my hair. So, like, when I have it just cut. That's when I he I feel most masculine, like with my hair. Um, it looks feel like it looks the most masculine on me, which is a positive thing for the most part. And so I like dressing very dapper then. Um, but I also feel more permission to wear my more feminine clothes um, because it feels like I have the appropriate level of androgynousness. And of course, non-binary people don't owe you androgyny, of course. Um, this is just my own internal stuff. <laughs> um, I 
really don't like wearing feminine-ish. It's, it's not really that feminine, but what, what I feel like part of my wardrobe that is feminine, um, I don't really like wearing that when I have my sort of grown out hair before I get it cut. Um, because the grown out hair makes me look more feminine. And so I feel like that's just adding more feminine stuff. Whereas if I have the grown out hair and I wear masculine stuff, it's like, yeah, no, this is an appropriate blend. Um, and same with masculine hair and feminine clothes. Um, but I also like masculine hair and masculine clothes too. Um, but sort of my hair affects my presentation in that way. Um, and I'm sure it does for a lot of people too. Hair can be so many different things to so many different people. It can be a means of expression. I know it has turned into that for me. And I'll talk more about that in a little bit. And it can be like a lot of euphoria, but also dysphoria for a lot of people too. Like it's one of the really important ways that we express ourselves to people. And this goes for not just your head here too. I haven't really touched on body here, but like people, of course, can use that to express themselves too. Like, um, for example, some trans feminine people might like shaving their legs because it makes them feel more feminine. Obviously, you don't have to do that to be trans feminine or anything like that, but you know, it can make you feel euphoria in that way. Same with potentially shaving their face. Um, and for, you know, trans mask people who want to do that, they might like just let their body hair grow out and it might make them feel more masculine in that way. And sometimes, you know, you might um, use like mascara or like sort of hacks to <laughs> make it look like you have facial hair too. Um, I know I've sort of tried to do that before with uh, varying levels of success. Um, but yeah, it can be a way to feel really euphoric for a lot of people. Um, but of course... It can also be really dysphoric. I know for a lot of my trans feminine friends, their face having hair on it is really dysphoric for them. Um, and same with their leg hair. And, you know, that's completely valid. And also, some people, like, dye their armpit hair, which is friggin' rad. Like, hell yeah, make yourself an art statement. I love that. And we're going to talk more about hair dye in just a second. Um, but, yeah, um... It, it's just so many different things, and yeah, it's, it's so many different things. It can be good or bad. It doesn't have inherent morality, according to society. Sometimes it does. However, it's just here. It grows there naturally. If you want to get rid of it, get rid of it. If you don't, don't. But don't pressure anyone to do what you want them to do with their body hair, because it's not your body hair. Just let people do what they want to do. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> but now I am going to talk about hair dye, which, I mean, y'all probably know, hair dye is um, quite a staple in the queer community. Um, often if there is someone with brightly colored hair, you can be like, oh, they might, they might be part of the community. They seem, they seem pretty, pretty friend-shaped. Um, <laughs> and so before last year, I had never dyed my hair before. I was kind of scared to. I, I, I'm not good with change in general. Um, that's because of how my brain works. Um, but I was very tied to how my hair had looked, and I was sort of scared. But also, I thought coloured hair was super rad and cool. And in 
the middle of last year for my birthday, um, I got my hair done professionally at a salon. It was like $200, but thankfully it was a birthday present. <laughs> um, and I got it done bright purple um, because purple is a great color, obviously. Um, and I... I kind of struggled with it at first, um, just because, you know, I'm bad with change. Um, but I ended up really liking it. I liked having this sort of fun thing about me instead of just boring hair. Um, and it was it was a fun way to communicate something about myself to people without, you know, without it necessarily being clothing. Because obviously I'd done that before with clothing. Um, but... Having the diet here was something completely different. Um, it, I feel like it made me look friend shaped, um, and, and that's what I I really like about it. Like it was an instant beacon for people to be like, "Oh, that's a safe person. Like they they'll be cool." Um, and that's something I really like um, about being visibly queer. Like you can go into a space and people will be like, "Wow, okay, that person. I know I can." be friends with them because they will accept me and that's that's what I want it's good stuff (laughs) um and I've basically kept dying it since I I did not keep the bright color because um that would have been a lot of upkeep it lasted a very long time because it was professionally done um which was really good I liked that um thank you Hillcrest Hair Designs shout out um (laughs) but I ended up like keeping dyeing it when it was back to brown um I I was dyeing it just with some box dye purple dye um and it looks really cool in the sun um which is very fun um so I like still having that little little bit of difference um it makes me happy and I like it so I'm gonna keep doing it (laughs) I am actually thinking of dyeing my hair ginger um mainly to look like a fox I like foxes a lot um and it would be cool like sort of Weasley ginger like Ginny Weasley not like Fred and George because they actually dyed their hair bright orange um because that's not the actual hair color um but yeah like sort of a a, a brownie orange sort of thing maybe like it's not as obviously queer but like you know vibes and hair dye of course is something that is a big thing in the queer community as well um but also for the not as mentally stable um there's the whole uh stereotype of uh, every time you have a episode of something you do something crazy to your hair and that is absolutely valid one of my friends we have named him the communist hairdresser um because they do everyone's here um a is very cool i like them a lot um and i might get them to do my hair um but yes hair dye is um a big thing and it does lots of cool stuff and it's a great way to express yourself um communist hairdresser friend did ear hair um cow print for a while and that's very cool and also is now bright blue um lots of different colors it's a good time. Just dye your hair. It's really cool. Um, make sure you do it safely, though, especially if you're using bleach. I don't know much about hairdressing stuff, but you can find a lot online. Um, I don't have know enough to give you recommendations of stuff. Um, so just look at stuff. And so my last thing I wanted to talk about today in relation to hair is 
um, sort of something I've been thinking about for a while. Um, so I want to do drag, but I want to do female drag because I want to wear a ball gown and look friggin' fancy and have cool clothes, um, which obviously you can do no matter your gender. However, I have sort of a mental block around it um, because I don't like wearing feminine things if I'm going to be perceived, me, me being perceived as a girl, as a woman. And obviously I can't control what people see of me. That's on them if they see me as a woman because I really, I'm, do I, I don't, I don't look like that, but you know, that's on them. But um, I sort of have a mental block around it. I also just think I don't look that great um, with short hair and like cool dresses. Obviously lots of people do look great with short hair and dresses and feminine stuff. Absolutely. However, for me personally, I think it looks better with long hair. And I sort of had this whole um, thing about wanting to be feminine in the way that trans women or trans feminine people get to, in that you can choose to be seen as that. You choose actively to be seen as that. And obviously, cis women can do that too, um, and AFAB people in general can choose to embrace their femininity and want to be seen as that. Um, but I was sort of had it in my head that it's like, I, I want to do femininity in a way that it's not forced upon me, it's by like people misgendering me. It's that I choose to look like that and people call me that because I choose to look like that. And so the concept of April was born. <laughs> um, so... I wanted to do feminine drag and I wanted a wig, um, a sort of like shoulder length, bob, um, purple, wavy wig. Um, and so I was looking at that and then I bought one um, for fun off Lush Wigs. Um, and I've decided to call my persona while wearing the wig. That's not my drag sona, my, my just girl sona, I've called it. Um, called April. Um, and I... Love the wig. Um, I still need to get the bangs trimmed because they are in my eyes. Um, but I really like the wig and how I look in the wig. And it's just, I don't know, like when I am, I tried on like my fe some feminine clothes with the wig on and it just feels really cool. And like I, I get to like dress up and be flouncy and like stereotypically girly and it just feels like fun because it's legit a performance you know like I'm doing it as not me and like I always liked dressing up in feminine stuff if I was playing a role like in theater did a lot of acting um and I liked that a lot I, I like that so I like being perceived as feminine when it's not me being perceived as feminine so gender is a performance to a new level um literally so like if I get called she as April, so wearing the wig, they're gendering me right, because they, they, they're gendering April right, but it's not me, so it doesn't matter that they're misgendering me. So it's sort of like a, a little a little tricky thing. Um, <laughs> tricking people into gendering me correctly by misgendering me, but it's, it's not me, so it doesn't matter. Um, this might sound very convoluted, um, but it works for my brain, and I like it a lot. <laughs> um... April uses she they, um, named for April May, a character in a book I really like by Hank Green. Um, it is an absolutely remarkable thing. Um, and also the sequel, A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. My friends know I go on and on about these books. <laughs> they are my favorite books. You should read them. Um, but 
yeah, no, I, I just I haven't really been able to go out in public with that yet because the bangs, I need to get them trimmed. Hopefully a communist hairdresser can help me with that. Um, they're really cool, and I like them a lot. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just, it brings me a lot of joy to know that I could have this and wear this and enjoy, genuinely enjoy being able to have this. Like, I had the wig on, and I was like, flouncing around and like tossing my hair and I was like oh dude I'm living my best life um but it's also really good to be able to just take it on you know like I don't have to have my hair long like I can take it off when I'm done you know and that, that is just what freedom really means to me like I just it just brings me a lot of joy to be able to actively choose that and yeah, um, that's basically where I am now. Like, I like my hair short with, you know, shaved on the side and longer on the top. I like dyeing my hair. Probably going to dye it ginger. But purple has been the staple for quite a while. Um, and yeah, I am sort of happy where it is now. Um, living my best life. Trying out new things. Um, yeah. I don't really talk about my body here much, but that's because I really don't care about it that much for me. I don't have any facial hair. I mean, sometimes it would be nice, but I don't care enough to, like, do anything about it. Um, I shaved my legs a few times when I was, like, a, a young teen, and then I was over it because it took too long, and it sort of just had a weird texture in the bed sheets. I'm, I know some people like that, but I just didn't. Um... And yeah, like I had been sort of shamed for my body hair in the past by some people, um, but I was just like, I don't care that much. I do shave my armpits. I don't really know why. Um, I like it. It feels nice. But people who don't shave are also wonderful and amazing and good for them. I I don't know if I really have a reason for doing it. I just kind of do. It's routine. It's not that hard, so I... I just do it. Um, I don't know. I like it. It it makes me feel nice. Um, but you know, people who don't, absolutely amazing and valid and wonderful too. But that is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope you've enjoyed me just chatting um about here and how it's been for me in my life. I don't know if it's useful for you. Maybe it is. Um, here is versatile and unique to every person. Um, I don't know. Hope you enjoyed my story. Um, listening to me just chat. Um, but yeah, this week's creator spotlight. Um, I think I have uh spotlighted them before, but I'm gonna do it again because I really need to start keeping track of um the people who I do spotlights of. Um, I am going to spotlight glitter and yelling. Um, he is a queer disabled uh Instagram creator. Um, also TikTok, I think, and they make a lot of wonderful queer and disabled content. Um, You should go follow them. Um, But also, um, he has just had to shave his head um, because of health reasons, Um, but also has an extensive collection of wigs. Um, And that is actually how I found the site where I got my wig. And he is trans mask, but you know, dresses really feminine and has lots of really cool wigs, um, like long wigs. And I think that's really rad. And he's honestly pretty inspirational to me in terms of style, like being able to 
dress how I want, um, which I think is really cool. So check them out. They're rad. But that is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope you have a fantastic day, afternoon or evening whenever you are listening to this. Drink some water, have a snack, take your meds, take a nap. Don't forget to spread your joy and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.